Welcome to SNAP, Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities. This educational recovery podcast is presented by Claremont Mental Health and Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counsellor. This presentation contains vital information for survivors of abuse. Topics include the spectrum of abusive personalities, targets of abuse, abusive relationships, and survivors in recovery. We hope this information helps you gain solid footing and clarity as you navigate your road to recovery. Andy Friedman here, licensed professional clinical counselor, clinically certified domestic violence counselor, the creator of SNAP, Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities. Today I'm going to talk about boundaries and something that is often overlooked as we're approaching a new boundary that we're about to set because boundaries feel crappy, don't they? When you feel like you have to set one, I mean, it's not fun. You have to gear up for it. First, we have to identify that a boundary needs to be set. And then there's the awkward situation of setting the boundary um, and then how to maintain the boundary, which, as we know, is the hardest part. But I wanted to point something out that, like I said, is often overlooked. And sometimes it's overlooked because manipulative people have a way of twisting things, right? And they kind of train us to not be boundary setting individuals and we kind of get used to that. So one of the things that happens is the boundary will get mischaracterized um, as if we're trying to control the other person. But really, boundaries aren't personal. They're personal to us. Um, but they don't, they're not even necessarily personal to the person that we're setting the boundary with. And boundaries aren't about controlling that other person's behavior or changing their behavior. It's about changing our behavior <laughs> and changing the things that we are willing to expose ourselves to and changing the amount of resources that we're willing to spend. You're basically saying, I want to have more control over me, not more control over others. But as we know, Often the people that we're having to set the boundary with might be somebody who is manipulative, somebody who doesn't seek balance in relationships, someone that is narcissistic and self-centered. Not always. Sometimes we set boundaries with anybody because again, it's not about the person, it's about the behavior and therefore can be not personal. So I like to use the example of allergies because that's something that's not personal. And many survivors of abuse and people that have trauma will have lingering things about them that require a special circumstance in order for them to feel safe or to feel well. Um, and that's not personal. So, for example, if you're allergic to nuts and your family loves to have peanuts all over the place um, or nuts all over the place and you're, you've said, hey, I'm allergic to nuts, and if I get near nuts, I get really sick, and they're like, oh, it'll be fun. We just, you know, we'll eat them on this side of the room, and we'll make sure that we wash our hands and that we don't touch your face, and you're like, yeah, I just, you know, I don't feel comfortable taking my kid around, you know, something they're allergic to. Maybe I just don't want to do that, or maybe you guys could just not have peanuts today, right? So we're not saying that they have to not have peanuts, right? But if they choose to not have, if they choose to have the nuts, then that means we're gonna have to make a choice. 
right? So a, um, oh, hi, Stormy. Stormy's in here with me today. So it's not that you, um, it's not that you're trying to tell them that what they're doing is bad. You're just telling them that you can't be around it. Now, sometimes what they're doing is bad. <laughs> you know, sometimes what they're doing is specific to that person. Could you please not do that? But sometimes it's really about the behavior. In fact, most of the time, it's just about the behavior. But what happens is manipulative people, they play a victim. They're, oh, so hurt and offended when you go to set the boundary. And then that makes you feel bad. And you're already feeling bad that you have to set it. So they will purposefully mischaracterize your motivations for setting the boundary. No matter how many times you explain it, no matter how clear you are about it and why you're doing it and how you wanted to do it before, but you did it. And now you are, but here, and you're giving them chance after chance after chance. It doesn't matter, does it? A lot of the times they don't get it. Um, it's not about shared understanding and balance and us getting on the same page and really getting to know each other better. No, it's about how dare you tell me no? <gasps> how dare you tell me no? Or how dare you put your needs before mine? Because um, really boundaries are, are there to guard our precious resources of time, energy, attention, and emotion and money. Um, boundaries help us preserve those resources so that we can spend them on things like our own self-care or our own environment or our own children. Um, yeah, so how do we set a boundary? Boundaries sometimes don't even require a conversation because since it's not about changing the other person and it's about changing you, that means that we embody the boundary. You become the boundary, be the boundary. How do I set a boundary? By doing the thing that you would say that you're gonna do when you set the boundary if you were gonna do it verbally. So if you've told the person, hey, don't do that, and they're still doing it, and you just don't show up for it, now, you know, now they know. And now you can feel what it feels like to not spend that resource or expose yourself to that behavior. And then often we get positive reinforcement there from our own well-being, it improves. And you're like, oh, boundaries work. I feel better. And now we're more invested and feel more positive about setting boundaries. And we can do it without feeling so, so much dread as if we are about to really hurt the person. So the point of this video is to just point out those few missing pieces that as you're approaching the boundary, it can feel scary. You know it's going to be mischaracterized and twisted, right? We already know that. And when you drop the expectation and the need for them to understand, when you drop the expectation that they're going to hear your plea and your cry and go, oh, of course I'll change that behavior. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't realize it was affecting you so deeply. That really happens, right? Especially with toxic manipulative people. Now, if we're setting a boundary with a healthy person in a healthy, in a healthy relationship, guess what? They set boundaries themselves and they invite boundary setting. They're like, oh my gosh, thank you for telling me. I wish you would have told me sooner. I would never want to do anything that would make you feel that way or drain your energy. Stormy, here, let's say hi so I don't look like I'm just making it up. Here he is. He's trying to get there and on the other side of the camera and be the cameraman. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. So we embody the boundary. We don't have to go and say, I'm setting a boundary. It's just, 
You say no to the invitation. You say, I'm leaving now. Um, you embody the boundary through your own actions and behaviors. Now, sometimes they're going to have a reaction to that that's not super positive, but think about it like you're taking someone's toys away. You know, they're used to having this access to you. They're used to having this resource. And if they are a manipulative, narcissistic person who's self-centered and selfish, of course, they're not going to like it very much if you take their toys away. But just like with children, sometimes we still have to do what's best. And then we just move past those moments where they're having that reaction to that. I see that you are angry and disappointed. I see that you're unhappy with me. I understand why you're unhappy with me. That doesn't change my mind. I'm still going to be setting this boundary. Um, but I see that it has upset you. Um, and when they're behaving like a victim, you know, I guess we could say, I'm sorry that I've inconvenienced you. I don't know if it even warrants an apology because setting a boundary isn't us doing something wrong, right? It's, it's really not. It's just saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not here for it. I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, sorry, I can't. Um, and as we become more and more boundaried, it becomes easier and then the whole concept of how to do it how to embody it there's not so much of a mystery there and it's not so complicated and there's not as much dread and then hopefully through boundary setting we have a way of detoxing our life and people that love boundaries and understand them will be drawn to us and people that are not boundaried and like to be um, to have more access to you and feel entitled to you and your resources they're not going to like you as much because you're not opening up the coffers for everybody to put their hands in um, so you're not as attractive to people who are boundary crossers when they see that you're boundaried and so therefore you attract healthier people and then you create healthier relationships I hope this has been helpful. Bye. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. Find Mandy Friedman, LPCC, CCDVC on YouTube and Facebook. Join the Snap Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at the official Snap. Thanks for listening.